Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Lady Geek Society Podcast. Today, we will be discussing Episode 7 of Bridgerton, Oceans Apart. I'm Jenna. And I'm Gisana. So, this episode... Uh, quite angsty. It is. A lot of stuff going on. I think this might be... This is definitely my second favorite episode after... Which I believe is The Duel. I think The Duel is my favorite episode. Okay. You know what's funny? I don't know if I particularly have a favorite episode. I don't know why I love this so much. Because I don't know. Just because... Well, I know why you love it so much. Because you love angst. <laughs> I do love angst. But <laughs> there's some good parts. There's no, some- there are some good parts. Um, I think there's still some parts of this episode that do frustrate me. Yeah, for sure. But overall, like, I feel like the show does such a good job of following the book and, like, just flowing into each other that it's hard for me to pick one episode to be my favorite. I think from, well, not even my favorite, but, like, my top rated. Yeah. So I think for this one, though, my, the way I judge an episode is how much do I have to write about it? (laughs) How much do I write? And so I wrote a lot for this episode. (laughs) And I was very surprised by that. Once I started, I was like, oh, she's she's not stopping. What's going on? <laughs> We're just a glass case of emotions right now. So and that's what they want from you. That is what they want. And I'm giving it to them. So it starts off with a really intense but wait, piano. What would your rating be? Should we I don't get, remember, start off? Yeah. That? I don't remember what I rated. Um. The dual episode? Do you? I gave it a nine. I think you gave it a nine point something. Because I want to give this episode like a 9.5. So maybe you'll have to go and redo your dual rating. So then maybe my dual rating would be like 9.7. Okay. Okay. I don't know, maybe even objectively, this could just be a 9.5. Yeah. Better than the duel, even if the duel is still my favorite. That makes sense. So that, yeah, 9.5 for me. What about you? I would probably give it an 8.5. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Like, I like it. I have a lot of parts that I love of it, but I, I don't know. I, again, because I don't like, I I haven't like categorized them as like what my top episode is or anything. Um, oh yeah, 8.5. Yeah, I don't know why I love this episode so much, but... But it's still a good score, in my mind. Yeah. Well, let's, let's go in, um... Yeah, so, what, how did we start off? With that really intense shooting pigeon scene and Daphne playing the piano. Yeah, she's got some serious skills. She does. In the, does she suck in the books? I think so. I don't remember. I can't remember if it's, I think it's in The Viscount Who Loved Me where... Anthony is talking about how only one of his sisters isn't tone deaf. Right. And I think that's Francesca. Yeah. Well, Daphne is not tone deaf in this either. So. No. In in the TV show, I guess they were like, we got to give them all something. Yeah. <laughs> have, have talent. That's fine. But yeah, that was um, definitely a tense scene. It was. Tense it moment was between those two. It was. You shoot those pigeons. <laughs> And then we have them at dinner talking through the servants, which oh, yeah. is hilarious. But also, like, I feel, I, I like, I guess secondhand embarrassment. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I, I was just yeah. like, oh, God, this is rough. But also, it's hilarious. You guys get over yourselves. But we got to talk about the fact that this is such a huge moment that differs from the book because she doesn't run away. Yes. Well, and he I, doesn't run away. Yeah. And I yeah. love this so much that... They're not really separated, even though they are, technically. Yeah, I agree. It It's left a lot more... I like seeing the interaction between mm-hmm. them, even if it's, you know, they're angry at each other. Yeah. Um, it's just... It's better. I think it's a better representation of marriage as well, when it's like mm-hmm. people get angry at each other, but they're still going to be married. Um, I also think this this really lets... Anthony run away in the next season. Yes. I uh, yeah. 
I feel because like then otherwise it would have been way too similar, yeah. which it is. So I yeah, feel there like are this, a lot of ways that this season this, is very similar. Yeah, like well, I guess the Duke and I is very similar to the Viscount who loved me. Yeah. So but, I kind of I like this that they did yeah. that. Um, especially because how Kate and Anthony's relationship plays out is so yeah. much different. Exactly. Um, yeah. Um, but I there's I wrote because you are my wife in like caps lock, and then my in parentheses I wrote I felt that. <laughs> because he does he delivers it with such I don't even know what the word is vigor yeah even though he's angry but there's still like that yeah yeah and then also him saying that uh separate households will not be suffered Mm -hmm. yeah which I thought was interesting even though he does end up planning that in the end yeah so that was an interesting little line so Colin's scandal has reached Cliveton and they got to go back to London and Colin's crying on the bed. A lot of these boys cried and <laughs> they did. Was, I like that. Yeah, I was going to say, I like that they're giving them emotions mm-hmm. to, they're not just callous little rakes and unfeeling little shits. They Yes. They got feelings. Please give boys feelings as well because they have them. (laughs) Yeah. And especially in 19th century where it's not something we see. No. Yeah. So I I like that they incorporated that. Um, And then we also see Portia trying to bribe what? An orphanage Mm -hmm. to take Marina's baby. Was it an orphanage or was it like a nunnery? I I, I don't know if it was either an orphanage or a nunnery whatever you call it that she's basically going to shove it reminds me of another movie and i have this scene like in my head but i cannot for the life of me remember what it is anyway not important but yeah she tries to bribe them they don't have any money they don't have anything um and eloise is having a fitting for her debut and struggling (laughs) Poor little duck. I love Eloise. <laughs> I do. Um, and, you know, she has that moment of frustration where she's just like, Penelope and her sisters did nothing wrong. This is so unfair. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. And we talked about this last week, but it's like so much of the reason that Penelope gets away with Whistledown is because of the fact that she shits on the Featherington so much. Yes. That otherwise she would not have been able to conceal. No, not at all. Her identity, but, uh, yeah, so that's happening. They're in the Bridgerton drawing room. Or That was a draw- was it, it wasn't the drawing room. What room yeah. is it? No, I think it is the drawing room. It is? Yeah, it was just I'm- dark, so you couldn't tell? Wait, this is when, uh... When everyone's talking like, to Colin. Yeah, I think that was the, that was the drawing room. Um, and yet, Anthony was making terrible but true points about Colin wanting to go see Marina. Yeah. God, this society at this time. I mean, again, though, he makes perfect sense. In society. No one believes it's yours. Yes. (laughs) If you go see her, if you're caught with her, then they're going to believe it's yours. Yeah, exactly. So, again, like, stinks, but it's true. But, yeah. Don't go see her. (laughs) So Daphne comes in. There's that really awkward tension between her and Violet. Yeah, when she's, like, pretending nothing is amiss is the perfect way to lure the ignorant into submission. Isn't it not, Mama? And I was like, that was... And then Anthony and Benedict just, like... Yeah. What's happening here? "Uh, Let's just leave. (laughs) Is this this a thing? What's... um... Yeah, Colin storms out. Uh, I was gonna say Bethany falls. Um... Bethany, Daphne. otherwise known as Daphne, Daphne. <laughs> uh, follows. And I really, I love this scene because we've been saying that Colin and Daphne are closest in age and there is a closeness to them in the books. Yes. You know, she's the one that he goes to when he realizes that like, wait, am I in love with Penelope? What's happening here? He is the one she goes to and she confesses to actually loving Simon so I like that they've kept this bond, even if they change yes. the way that it's presented. Agreed. And then um, 
you know, Daphne kind of opening up a little bit to Colin mm-hmm. as well by saying that he's lucky to learn Marina's uh, secret secrets before their wedding day. And then Colin, like, asking her, like, you know, like, what happened, but... And not. I love that moment because he could immediately tell that, like, you're not just giving me really good advice. You're giving me personal advice. Yes. What's, what's going on here? Yes. And love that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so then she plans to um, schedule a rendezvous. Yes. Host a rendezvous. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just... And then we're in, we're in, um, oh, we're, oh, wow, there's, okay, and then Simon is boxing with Will, and then yes. Will calls him out. I had a thought that I could say after the finale, so never mind, I'll just say okay. it next Same. week, but Will calling him out consistently is a thing that I love. Yes, save here. And then he goes back home. Yeah. After that lovely calling out. And, uh, you know, he's hurt by Daphne thinking that he wasn't with uh, loyal. Yeah, he wasn't loyal. Um, and, you know, like, I get it. But honestly, I would think the same thing. Like, yeah. knowing his reputation as a rake and everything. And now they're not having marital relations. Like, mm-hmm. it's pretty, like, I can't fault her for thinking that either. No. But Especially if he's coming home late. What else is he going to do if he's coming home late? Knitting? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> he was knitting. So. With Will. Um, but I, I love that moment where he's like, I've already seen you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Right. Like, Daphne, come on. <laughs> um, but it's, I, I have to give that scene. Um, it's so beautifully shot. I love yes. the upper viewpoints we get of the show there are so many of them we get and i love this one with the staircases yes it's also very symbolic of climbs and yeah they've got reaching (laughs) the top or in this case the finish of the intercourse yes very true so i thought that was great yeah and then another thing to point out about this the stairway is again how cold cold like the stairway is the lighting mm-hmm. this it's mostly just like marble or whatever yeah. it's made out of and it's um it's interesting again just like constantly comparing the two about how this is a Simon that I mean this is the life that Simon grew up in mm-hmm. very cold place but um and then also Simon not going back to not finishing what I started mm-hmm. um him saying that they'll be married in name only, name only. so that's that's not fun. We don't love that. But no. um, then, but it is still a very vulnerable moment because I love what he says about, and this is why I love this episode so much because of the, I love the episode's theme of belief. And so he also says that at one point he says, do you really believe that, that I would, that this is my reputation, that I would be with someone else right before their moment of vulnerability and intimacy? And I love that comment. Yeah. So, yeah. And then they are at. uh, um, um, Wait, is then Daphne. Yeah, we're at Marina's. Right. Yeah. So. I love her cape. I do love her cape. But that whole. Oh, boy. Rough. Colin's crying. Yeah. And like. God, her saying she holds him in great esteem and the hurt that he has, especially thinking that they loved each other. Mm-hmm. And he even says that you committed a grave sin against me. And then she goes off. She's like, do not speak of sin. I didn't come here to be shamed by you. Yeah, I, I do but love that line, though. I like that line, but I also don't because she thinks he's talking about her having sex and yeah, being whereas pregnant, it's the which lie. totally fine. Mm-hmm. But he's not. He's talking about the fact that she tried to trap him. Yeah, it's the lie. Like he's not shaming her. He's try. Like, he's not shaming her for that. 
not and like which she shouldn't be shamed for she's he's literally saying like you hurt me yeah because like you told me you were in love with me all this stuff like that's the sin he's talking about did so that she, though? did she really say she's in love my guy well, you know whatever he yeah. she led him to believe that yeah but that's the sin he's talking about so like that pissed me off yeah i'm like you're not owning up to what you did you're too concerned about What's going on with you? And I get that because, again, at this time, women did not have the options that we do now. Mm-hmm. So I understand her thinking about herself. But at the same time, it's like it's not always all about you. You're mm-hmm. literally just thinking about yourself. So that pissed me off. It is. And I love what he said, that if you were just honest with me, I would have been okay with it. Because that's how much I believed to be in love with you. Yes. And, again, we're back to the idea of belief and how powerful it can be when you truly believe something. Yeah. And sometimes you can believe in the wrong thing, which Colin clearly was because there's also that and the um, Leander's myth that he brought in too. Right. Like his belief is so skewed and not the right kind of belief that you have when something is right and true and really powerful. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that that was incredible. And then it, we. Yeah, it really was. It was just a good scene. Like yeah. you said, like just all of that, bringing it in is just. And I like that he got the chance to stand up for yeah. himself as well. And he got to have his closure this way. Yes. Yes. Um, so then we are at. Um, Queen's luncheon. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. Luncheon garden party. Oh. Luncheon at the garden. Part, I mean, one of those things. Um, you know? Oh my god, this scene kills me though because it's just god utter proof of the fact that Benedict is such a mama's boy to use his mom as an excuse to run away from conversation with yes. Henry and his wife. <laughs> He's so dumb. I love him. He's really the dumbest and it's great. Um, it really is. But everyone is just so tense here. Oh my god. They're, like... Colin is just not having it. Daphne mm-hmm. is frustrated with Violet. And Simon. Uh, and Simon's frustrated yeah. with everything. And and so we... Ugh. And then there's that conversation in the garden where Daphne says, like, w- are you going to give me metaphors again? Yeah. I don't want this. No, thank you. Yeah. Um, Featheringtons are banished once they come in. Yeah. And then I, uh, I love this scene. With Eloise and Penelope. Yeah. Eloise was saying, like, Lady Whistledown has gone too far and all this stuff. Yeah. And Penelope's like, I thought you were her greatest admirer. She's like, Not, Not when, when she smeared the name of my greatest friend. I'm like, yeah. I love you too. I know. I and then she comes to the idea that wait a second, if she can ruin something, she can also fix it. Yes. And her determination to unmask Whistledown at this point is no longer of selfish gain, but it's to get yes. her to right her wrongs with the Featheringtons. Yeah. I so, love that. Yeah. So they're on their way towards finding. And I also love what you said about men. Uh, that they can bounce back. That Colin yes. Colin will be okay. Yeah. Because he will. That's the thing. It's like a man's heartbreak is intense. But his yeah. reputation is fine. Yeah. He can go on like nothing happened. He can go to Greece and no one's going to say anything. Yeah. And Penelope asking about him. For someone who's so smart, Eloise is just, how do you not see that your best friend is in love with your brother? That is an excellent question. I kind of hope that she realizes a little bit sooner. Yeah. But I guess time will tell. Um, Also, Violet giving Lady Featherington the cut direct. Oof. That was... It was so awkward. So uncomfortable. I know. It's like... Lady Featherington, just go away. Like, you know, no one the war is over. Also, a line, one more thing from the scene that I want definitely want to talk about was uh, when Eloise is, like, looking sad, and then Cressida makes some comment about the Featheringtons, and Daphne says, uh, yes. what do you call it? Judge not lest you to be judged. Yes. And I was like, thank you. That is such that. an excellent comment. And that's exactly how I pictured Daphne to be. Mm-hmm. As the Duchess, someone who is really and truly honorable yeah. in how she carries herself and how she views other people. She doesn't see anyone below her. It doesn't matter that yes. she's the Duchess now. Mm-hmm. 
and Simon at this point too, like you see, he still has some admiration there. Of course, of course. like it's not all gone, yeah. but like he, you see him like acknowledging that and like being happy. She said something too, yeah. but yeah. And then Lady Danbury invites uh, her to the soiree, and also yeah. Simon just being an absolutely little shit about like we are trying, you know, about like oh god, yeah, ugh, that sh- that was rough. That was um, uncomfortable. But, so then this is when Daphne goes to Marina Mm -hmm. to say that, you know what, like, let me, I am the Duchess now, let me use my title to somehow help you, let me locate this George. Yeah, and like, I, I wonder, like, is she feeling guilty about what she did, or is it just, she just feels bad about Marina's situation? I think it is a a little bit of both, yeah. Yeah, but I just... It's interesting, but obviously she understands the desperation yeah. that Marina's feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then I also do like that she's saying she's capable uh, of more than what yeah. Marina thinks she is. Why should he choose your future? That's a really yes. fascinating line. Yeah. Um, ugh, and then there's deadbeat Lord Featherington. I hate him. So much. I'm, I'm over it. <laughs> like, truly, Molly, dude. What a waste of a character and a waste of screen time. Yeah. I'm not even going to sugarcoat it. Like, I can't even be like, yes, well, you know what? The perform. No, I don't care. I don't he like him. He was deadbeat. Anytime he was on screen, I was cringing. I was frustrated. <laughs> and he took away from precious screen time, which <laughs> we'll get into because I, I have a lot of feelings. Um, Anyway, keep, carry on. Um, well, then we are at Lady Danbury's party. Yeah. Which I want this score. If anyone knows what song this is, I still cannot find it. I want it. I found yeah. a lot of other songs that they have used that were not in the score, but not this one. What I really love about this scene is that it's just a bunch of women yes. being so good to each other, enjoying yeah. their time away from their husbands. Nobody is shamming anybody. Nobody's judging anybody. Nobody is being catty or like uh, click clicky. There's there's none of that. Everyone welcomes Daphne with open arms. Preach, like and they're yes. just having a good time. Yeah. They're doing things that uh, are frowned upon. That if they if everyone knew that they were doing, yeah, you know, like the I don't know. I just it was it was it was incredible. a good time. I want to go to that party. Yeah. To Harry, see, but Lady D. To see that women can be like this instead of, because, you know, in a lot of things, there's always clicks. And I kind of expected this with Bridgerton because we do get someone like Cressida. Yeah. But I just love that in this moment, it does not exist. Nobody is giving anybody crap or judging yeah. anybody. In fact, like she gets to know the general's wife and she's more than happy to help her. Yes, I love that. They're all for it. Everyone's yeah. just so good to each other. It's mm-hmm. like, hello, Lady D, you've just, you've gotten all the best women and you put them together. And Literally. this is fantastic. Um, so that was a really good scene. And I'm so glad they put that in there because. Same. Friendship. We need it. I would love to see these women back again. Yeah, same here. I would definitely maybe have Kate go. I was to about one to say Daphne. Daphne brings Kate, and they exactly. just exactly. You know, She's the Viscountess now. She yeah. has to be there. So yeah. I love that. Uh, and then, and we then the the wife. rest. Oh. Simon and uh, Simon and Anthony are. Oh boy. Oh boy. Yeah, there's a lot here to unpack. <laughs> Part of the reason I want. Because the sad part is that Simon and Daphne don't have as big of a role in The Viscount Who Loved Me. Yes. But part of the reason I want them back, other than the fact that they're delightful, is because Reggae Jean-Page and Jonathan Bailey have such angsty, delicious chemistry when they're fighting. Yes. <laughs> that I need them to continue insulting each other, but also yeah. make up. Yes, I want to see... We like, deserve to see them. I, we're led to believe it happens off screen, and I mm-hmm. think this is too important to not see it agreed. in person. 
hard agree because I really like them. And I know I've spoken to a few people and they're like, oh, Simon and Daphne aren't going to be back next season. I'm like, no, I like, obviously I'm not a writer. I don't yeah. know what's going to happen, but I'm like, I feel like it would be insane not to have them back. Just like mm-hmm. how every other character and family member has their own story going on. Yeah. It's just that they're not the center story. They're exactly. still going to be around. And I, that is my biggest wish is that Simon and Anthony have heart to hearts, mm-hmm. open up to each other at some point or just like, and I hope we get to see some, even though it's going to be the reconciliation between them mm-hmm. is going to be over at that point, whenever yeah. season two does start back up. But I hope we get to see something there because, I don't know, even though in this scene, they both wanted a fight. Oh, yeah. They you know, are like, both itching. Yeah. And you can see it on their faces. They're just like, how hard can I bite? Yeah. And set shit in motion because they're yeah. both just. But it's also interesting. Anthony comes in thinking that Simon's avoiding him, mm-hmm. which he is. Um, and then he also sees Sienna. And he gets very, he, even more, now it's, like, blood pressure further going up. Um, I, you know, I, I'm just saying, like, if that's the reaction that somebody you're into brings forth, maybe not the kind of relationship you want to be in, my maybe, guy. Just maybe. maybe. A little bit of advice there. Teensy bit. <laughs> but then I like that he's talking about beer until Simon cracks, I'm like, what's wrong with you? That's Anthony. He's just being dramatic. He's a little shit. And that's what I've always loved about him yeah. is when he's a little shit to, like, needle at people. I hope we get more. Wait, we're yeah. definitely going to get more oh, of that yeah. next season. So um, my yeah. sister's not capable of fucking up this badly. Yeah. well, Which it's like, my guy, she is. Oh, she but is. But that's how disconnected everyone is from everyone is so great in this moment yes and he's he's like i'm trying and you make it out to be so difficult and then he brings in edmund yeah well it's like what do you call it um what do you call i i do want to say too i like that simon does say like stop pretend like i'm tired of your whole family pretending you're perfect or whatever yeah um, but then Anthony did go too far talking about his father. Yeah, oh yeah. Simon's That's father. the thing. They're both just Yeah. Yeah. But then I feel emotions. like Yeah. Then I feel like Simon took that and just Rambling. was like went in for the kill mm-hmm. more than anything. Like And you could see it the difference in this fight versus the fight we get in I believe it's in episode two where Anthony yes. goes into the boxing ring. It's messier because it's yeah. not as bad, but this one they just they're they're done. They they go hard. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, it was fantastic. They both needed that. Yeah. They both needed to be called out like this. They they did. They really did. And then like freaking Anthony lifting Simon and smashing him into the table. So I mean, imagine how much rage is inside of him at that moment. Yeah. Oh yeah. What he set off. Mm-hmm. that it's bigger than, oh, you're pursuing my sister. I'm going to punch you. But I don't really care if I miss this punch. I'm just yeah. kind of stressed right now. Yeah. This one was, I could murder you. Yeah. You brought up my father. Yeah. And, like, like completely shit on him. Like, yeah. every aspect of him. And, so, like, again, like, not saying that Anthony wasn't right or was wrong. No, like, they were both wronged. But what Anthony said to Simon was more of, like, I feel like it was baiting more for some kind of conversation. Yeah. But then Simon will not talk about the past. No, nobody. So, which is why he took it so far. Yeah. But, and then you, when Anthony gets dragged out kicking and screaming, (laughs) Simon genuinely looks happy to have been in that fight and to push Anthony that far because he can't control his own life, but he liked being able to make Anthony snap. It's just, it's, deliciously perfect i love that scene it, honestly Thank i do god too. like for such good performers yeah yeah like i love that scene but also i'm like oh my god you guys are such yeah. idiots but i love you both you and i just i listen. hurt for both of you yeah. because you're both dumb why don't you talk to each other and have nice conversations instead nobody of on the show knows over. how to talk to each other but oh, i also right. just love that line if you leave a litany of broken promises like yes, that is perfect that is yeah 
that is something Anthony 110% needed to hear. Yup. And which it works. Yes. This works because he goes to apologize to Colin, who is one of the people that he has disappointed most because Colin says that to him in the fifth episode or sixth episode. He says, yeah. you have disappointed me in more ways than one. Right. Like yeah. So, But I feel like, again, not trying to stick up for Anthony, even though I just love that man, but <laughs> as we both do. I feel like the only thing we really see Anthony mess up for Colin is Marina. The whole yeah. thing with Marina. So that I'm a little confused about. Well, like, it's I probably just off screen of like, you're not there when you yep. need to be. Yeah. But we don't we know talk, that. We don't. First. But it's kind of obvious when it's like, when he's talking to Daphne about um, uh, poets and artists and all that and how they're no good for him. And then Benedict walks in and he's like, oh, the only good people in this room are your brother. And I'm like, your brother's an artist. Do you know yeah. that? Yeah. It's, he doesn't, I feel like he, as much as he wants to, he detaches himself so much from his family because he doesn't know how That's true. to be yeah. there for them. And for, for whatever reason, for this very reason, yeah, they all kind of fear him. And we see that with Benedict next week when he's just like, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So... I get that. And no, so you're right. Apologizing that. to Colin is so good. Yeah. Well, and I love that he apologizes. And like I said, we see him making an effort. Yeah. So. He says the words, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. which matters. Uh, yes. But before this, we get a really great scene of um, hurt comfort between yes. Daphne and Simon that just shattered my entire soul into five million pieces because. <laughs> It's such a great scene. It is. And this is 100% my jam. Mm-hmm. I love a good bandaging a wound, cleaning a wound, anything with a wound that's not too deadly because nobody needs that. Yep. But he obviously lies and does not say where his wounds come <laughs> from. Um, and then he finally she, tells her why. But she says, why won't you unfold to me? And I think that yes. that line is so beautiful because you can tell in that moment again it's that vulnerability it's that desire for each other they want to be together he loves her yeah as much as they're fighting as upset as he is there's there's still that push between the pull between them that they cannot avoid Mm -hmm. but it's once she says why won't you unfold to me that he just no more kissing no more intimacy walks away and then finally says I made a vow to my father and she's just like, and he says that comment about on his deathbed. And she's like, you betrayed me on our marriage bed. And yes, yes. Emotions. I got plenty of them. Yeah. But he still and doesn't say why, why did I make that promise yeah. to my father? Because he still is just so ashamed and just wants to hide himself. And it's yeah. like, it's rough. And um, I also like to how, she says, well, I don't like it, but you know what I mean. Your hatred for your father outweighs any affection for me. And it's like, you can see it hurts him. Yeah. Um, but it is. It, and it sounds like, I think it was that, or there was one other line, I forgot to write it down, that it just, it sounds stupid. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it sounds like, like he, obviously he's gone so far with his revenge against his father. Mm-hmm. Um and I think, like, he kind of starts to realize that. Well, this is, like, the beginning of him starting yeah. to realize that. Um, but, yeah, and it's just, like, it's sad that he is so ashamed yeah. of it. Because that's how broken he is. And we yeah. get into that later. Um, yeah. But Eloise and... Uh, I was going to say Hyacinth. Eloise and... Uh, Penelope are trying to figure out who Whistledown is. Penelope yes. is quote unquote helping her. Yep. Um, I love Eloise's room. There's a telescope in her room. And there's a huge bookshelf. The telescope. It just adds a whole new meaning to her. You want the sun. Like all you have to do is go shoot at the sky. Just let her. Let her live. Please. And be an astrophysics professor. I don't know. An English slash whatever she wants let her have it and so this is where they come to the conclusion that Whistledown has to be a tradesperson she has to be someone who's there but not part of the ton 
Yes. Exactly. So she can't be a servant because she was called out on the fact that servants do way too much. Um, but so she must be a tradesperson. And so this is the reason why she essentially agrees to go to the concert and to tell her theory to the queen. Yes. Which the queen no longer wants. And she's hired both street runners to. Yeah. No, we don't know this yet. No, not yet. You you just skipped to the end of the episode. I did. I skipped to <laughs> next season. Um, the queen doesn't want her help anymore. Yeah. That's what it comes down to. The queen uh, no longer needs her assistant. Mm-hmm. And then we need to talk about what happens here because I just have so many feelings and I'm still so angry that we wasted screen time on Lord Featherington. This is also where Benedict learns about Henry oh, okay. Weatherby. We wasted precious screen time on Lord Featherington, the deadbeat of a husband. He's not even, he shouldn't even be called a husband. When we could have seen more of Henry and Lord Weatherby. Why? Why? And so, essentially, Benedict asks him, it just sounded very weird. (laughs) I feel like I said his name wrong, even though I didn't. (laughs) Um, You know, what what the deal is. Like, you have a wife, what's going on here? And, you know, he tells him that he's in love with Lord Weatherby and... His, this arrangement allows his wife the freedom to do as she pleases. Yeah. And so he, Benedict, then brings up, I don't know why his name keeps sounding very strange to me right now. <laughs> uh, he brings up Lord Weatherby and mm-hmm. the women that he's courting. And so what advantages, what do, do they know about the little arrangement? And so he gets beautifully called out on the fact that he is all talk. Yeah, I love that because Benedict is all talk in mm-hmm. so many ways. And so I really hope this leads to him being more action, less talk. I hope so, too. Yeah. Uh, but also it is a really good Easter egg to the fact that he is going to know exactly what it's like to be in love with someone that you cannot be with. And even though yes. it's not the same. Yeah, because they have it even the slightest chance of a happy ending. Yeah. Uh, Henry and Lord Weatherby don't like he said and it just Fine. God again glad we don't live in those times yeah and it's just and I love that he says we what is he his exact words that like um, it's a far happier union than mm-hmm. almost everybody in this room which is so true that the two people who are not allowed to be together are from what we know because we are able to trust Henry's words because there's so much sincerity in the way that yeah. uh, Julian Ovendon delivers that scene that we're mm-hmm. able to trust and understand that yes these are two people that love each other these are two people who are honest with each other they're transparent mm-hmm. the arrangement between them there's no secrecy there Yeah, and yet they are the two people that cannot be happy whereas yeah. all these people who can be happy and who can seize their opportunities are lying and cheating and being little shits. And it's yeah. like, count your damn blessings. Yeah. And it's going back to that whole theme of like playing pretend, like you were yeah. just saying, like all those people, like they have the uh, opportunity to be happy that Henry and Lord Weatherby don't. Nope. And I also love when he's saying like about the courage that it takes to live outside the traditions yeah. of society. Like, and we were talking about this last week, but. Swish is such a horrible name that we were like, it was used so badly and just not badly, but it's like it left no emotional impact. Yeah. It didn't then, resonate with the whole. No. And then the and... second Henry says to to be in the same room as somebody, but to still feel like you're oceans apart. Mm-hmm. Just leave me here the whole episode and as I weep on the floor because it hits. Yeah. And I think this is the episode where the the line of the episode title hits the hardest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because it just it really does. I'm really hoping next season we get more of those two. Lord Featherington is dead. Spoiler alert, I'm sorry. If you're listening to this, I feel like you've already seen the finale. (laughs) But we deserve to see more of them. Yeah. 
And then I, I was so. also thinking um, potentially what what can happen because I don't see them um, uh, bringing back Nigel for Edwina. Yeah, I I feel that would after not after work what out. happened, there's no way that the whistle down article about Nigel hasn't reached the Sheffields. Yeah. yeah. So Lord Weatherby would be perfect. Oh yeah. Just so that we have an excuse to see him and Henry actually together. And then, you know, we have a reason why this can't work out, even though it yeah. generally wasn't going to work out anyway, because Edwina is going to be with Bagwell, whatever his name was. Yeah. Um, but just an excuse to see those two and to, to know that they're happy at least. And again, it's just such a good call out to how much of takes advantage yeah. of their privilege. Yep, and how much than one, and how much they're not even aware. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't stop it. <laughs> they aren't. There's, there's, there's a lot mm-hmm. of self awareness that all of them need to learn. Yeah, and especially Benedict, I love him, mm-hmm. but that's always one of the things that I was like, "Your privilege, my guy. You gotta grasp that shit." I can see it from here. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like this is really good for him to understand. Holy shit. Yes. I gotta take that into heart. Yeah. Um, anyway, I just have a lot of feelings about those two. And I really hope we get to see them again because. <laughs> I hope we get to see them too. Um, um, yes. Going back now to, uh, Daphne going up to Marina about sending Isn't the that letter. Later? That's right. No, after that was before. Yeah. Oh. No, because every all that happens before the opera. Nah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> but um going back to like Daphne uh telling Marina that she sent a letter to Spain, the forces mm-hmm. in Spain. Um, and this another scene that bothers me with Marina. Yeah, her not ba- being grateful. A- not being grateful, again, acting like she knows more than uh, the women in society. And as we said last week, like, she knows more in some ways, but not always. Yeah. So respect each other's intelligence. And, and I kind of like, though, that down she... to her a little bit. And she says that, like, I'm sorry, but it's just there's no use. But it's like, again, be grateful. She's yeah. trying. Yeah, and for she's effort. a duchess. So you know what? You don't. She know still has there. a title. Yeah. Yeah. So, opera. Oh, and the queen does hire the Bow Street Runners, though. I have yes. that in my notes. Yes. So. And then I love that Eloise and Benedict leave before the concert even begins. Yeah. That was a great scene. It was, and then they're both just like. Mm hmm. <laughs> Leaving and then they, they go and pick up uh, Madame Delacroix. I love that scene so much. But it, again, this is also really good for Benedict's character, I think. Yes. Why does his name sound so weird to me today? I feel like I, I keep saying know. it wrong. You're saying it right. <laughs> um, To be like, you know what? If I can go spend time with her, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go spend time with her because... I have just witnessed what cannot happen. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I do, we do not want to live in this time. No, thank you. I'm uh, yeah. I also love how awkward the yep. work is. That yeah. Yep. There and Eloise and Benedict. Um, I feel like it's a constant competition between Luke Thompson and Claudia Jesse with facial expressions and whose is better. Yes. Absolutely. And in this. They look so much alike in this scene, too. I need to you go back and look at this. Look at it, because they look like siblings. It's fantastic. Again, casting like department. really resembles, uh, what do you call it, Daphne with her hair like this. I was like, whoa. Yeah. But then her entire, like, her facial expressions, I was like, y'all look like siblings. This is scary. Stop. But the competition of, like, who's is better when I was writing, I was just like, who do I choose for this episode? Um, <laughs> but she, after 
Madame Delacroix mentions that like everyone's there, but the Featheringtons and Eloise just has another malfunction. (laughs) And she just comes to the conclusion that, oh my God, a tradesperson. It's her. (laughs) I mean, it would make a lot of sense for Madame Delacroix. Part of me wonders, can she possibly be helping? Because this is the one thing I'm very excited about to learn. How is anyone helping uh, Penelope? That would be interesting. So That would be very interesting, especially if it was Madame Delacroix helping her. She does know, like, if we had no idea it was Penelope, mm-hmm. I would 100% be like, oh my God, it is her. Yeah, because she was there at the fitting and she noticed yeah. that Marina was pregnant. Like, you saw it in her face, whatever yeah. she put down her She's a smart with. cookie. I would yeah. not put it past her. So mm-hmm. it's like, and then we'll get into more of that next week, but. I just, I love this scene. It was great. Mm-hmm. She probably did not sleep that whole night just being like, oh my God. <laughs> Having an existential crisis. My brother is with Whistledown. What is happening? Okay, got to figure out how to get her to do right by the Featheringtons. Um, <laughs> but, and then Anthony sees Sienna with mm-hmm. her new person. I don't know. What are they called? I don't know. Protector? Yes. Protector, I guess. <laughs> it's so weird. It is really weird. And again, his body language. Mm-hmm. Every time he sees her, just... He Ten. needs to have, like... They don't have these back in the days. But something to, like, check your blood pressure really quick. Because my guy does not look okay. Get him an Apple Watch. <laughs> Sir, your heartbeat has reached over... Please drink some God. water. Um, but Breathe. even that scene, like the way that she holds his hand mm-hmm. to just be like, look, I have somebody. Mm-hmm. Did not vibe with that. Again. Yeah. But I, I can't like blame her because it's kind of no. like boundaries. Don't look at me. Like, yeah. just leave me alone, you know? So, yeah. Except then don't look at him like that either. Uh, yeah. Agreed. <laughs> agreed. Um. Anyway, yeah. and then Simon and Daphne. Yes. And- Can I also just, like, quick shout out to, like, the music and everything in this mm-hmm. whole scene? Yeah. The Four Seasons over this whole scene was just so dramatic, so, mm-hmm. like, epic. And, mm-hmm. like, I loved it. Just elevated it. The, like, I think this is the scene that I cried the most because mm-hmm. it's an, it, it, it hurts. It, it especially really the hurt. way that... Daphne cries into yes also can I just say that I kind of really appreciate them showing a a, I'm just gonna say it like showing a bloody tissue just because it is a normal process and yep it is what it is I feel like I I learned a little something about Regency (laughs) you know we thank god we're not there because I don't want to (laughs) get on a period like that (laughs) But not want to get my period. Like, nope. Um, but yeah, I, I do actually give them, I want to give them a shout out for that as well. Because it is, you know, you wouldn't see that normally. No. Um, but yeah, that whole scene just, it hurts. It does. And then you see, because Simon knows exactly what yeah. happened at that moment. The heartbreak in her face. And, and, and the fact that he initiated the hand holding and yeah. stuff. And then like. To. It hurt. He, he did. And you can tell in that moment the way that he starts to tear up. Mm-hmm. And I said this, but this is the worst heartbreak that Simon has ever experienced. Like this right here hurts him more than anything because this means I'm a man of my word. I have to break up with her now. But he doesn't want that. No. He wants to be with her. He wants everything with her. And yet his pride Mm-hmm. It's going to cost him everything, but just the way that that scene is framed, with Simon literally in a box. Yeah, the English major in me was going wild. <laughs> like he's he's boxed literally. I I <laughs> oof. Just thank you God for such a great scene and whoever directed this episode, the cinematographer, everybody, <laughs> excellent. It was so good. And to hear her uh, her cries drown out the four seasons. Mm-hmm. As we 
get to his face. Yeah. More, more pain. Just more pain. Yeah. More pain, but a really great scene. Yeah. And Violet just, oof. The yeah. way she like got da- got on her knees as Daphne was like, I just that whole scene, excellent performances all mm-hmm. around, beautifully shot, beautifully done. To end the episode there. I think that's part of the reason why I love this episode so much is because it's such a good penultimate episode. Yeah, it really is. It just, it set up everything for the next episode so well where it's like, I don't want to say that it, like, because there is still like the climax going yeah, on in the last episode, but I feel like it was able to handle so many things mm-hmm. that like you have room to deal with everything in the yeah. last episode. And I love that the last episode they did make longer. Yeah. Like, I appreciate that so much. Yeah. But, yeah, the way they set up everything was yeah. fantastic. And just thematically, everything was so beautifully done. Yeah. I was going to say beautiful. I don't know what happened there. <laughs> just a disaster today. It's fine. <laughs> Things just sound off. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, two things that I wanted to bring up. Well, really, one the thing I care about more is... Uh, when Violet is helping Eloise get ready before the and, and she tells Eloise that she won't rush her coming out. Why did I think that was next week? I don't know. But it was this week. Yeah, I love that. And I love that so much that now we see Violet also learning as well mm-hmm. and just getting to see like that relief with yeah. Eloise. Um and then also the whole thing with Marina attempting to, I guess, oh my god, her baby and the tea. About the tea. Yeah, the the tea she made during that four seasons montage. Yeah. So that's that's another thing where it's like weird setup for next week. Mm-hmm. There's a lot there to unpack as well. There is. It just it's a good angsty, really well done episode. Yeah. Where did she get the ingredients for that tea? I don't know. I'm very confused. Because, you know, they didn't have Google, so. That was literally just thinking, like, they don't have the internet. Just go to the library and look up. I don't even know what. Or maybe she knew about it prior. Yeah. The doctor did seem like, oh, they think the tea were, oh, that's the next week. Yeah. Mind. I won't go there. So, yeah. That is Oceans Apart. Yeah. Overall, fantastic episode. Mm -hmm. That's all for this week, folks. Yeah. Let us know your thoughts and opinions. And if you know that song, you know where to you let know us where know. to find Jenna, please. I've been I've been looking. It's I'm been a month too long. Too I'm gonna look it up again, see if I can find it. Oh my god, it has almost been a month. It is. Three days. Wow. Well, by the time this comes out, it'll be much longer than a month. Oh but... yeah, it will. Look at but that. yeah. All righty. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye.